The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, uh, episode 195, Chris. Oh, God. 195 of the 3.0, which takes us to like 6,418 episodes total. Uh, a lot of damn episodes. I spent a lot of time <laughs> bitching about pro wrestling into into microphones. That's, uh, <laughs> both uh, both uh, purchased via the internet and supplied by former employers. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Bought by Patty Hearst herself. Yes, yes, she did it. She was. She yeah. She went to. She went to Staples. Picked it up for me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, Patty, uh, I need. Uh, don't forget the mic screens this time. Last time you, uh, <laughs> you just got the. They were nice mics. They were sure. They were you know the good ones. The, the ones they used puppet. to. Yeah, the ones Hetfield used to record the Black Album on. They're real nice. But uh, my, I'm popping my peas. My plosives are popping. Was that legit like, a requirement for the microphones you got at at uh, the station? Like, oh, these are the ones you use on the black album. No, 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 oh, no. Okay, I'm just, okay. I'm not even sure they were, but okay. I was just because <laughs> that, that legit sounds like something a uh, crazy engineer would want to do. You know? Yeah, Look, yeah. Or well, rock station, we need we need those mics. It's funny. We did have the one crazy engineer slash uh, production guy who had his own studio. Was the only person in the building who had Pro Tools because this just sounds better. Uh, uh. And uh, <laughs> had like the the most were not like straight up Neumann mics, but like really expensive mics. Uh, yeah. You know. Just the the eccentric production guy goes down the hall talking to himself. Oh yeah, lady, oh go corn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, Jamie, if you're listening, I'm sorry for <laughs> throwing you off the bus, but I know you're not listening, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's not punching down when they have no idea you're even punching. So. Oh, buck naked, Jamie. Oh. Hi. Um, <laughs> anyway, folks, there is a, a a metric shit ton of pro wrestling to talk about this week. Uh, we've, we're we're going to try not to do another ninety minute show, but yeah. we probably will. We, so buckle we, up. We, we've got um, two nights of the G one. 
we've got uh, uh, planning for a new takeover in NXT. We got AEW Dynamite with a five star match. Yeah, who to thunk? I mean, it? maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will at least say personally loved the match. Don't know that I'd throw the full five at it. No, definitely. I quite enjoyed it as well. But yeah, the, the five may be a bit of a stretch there. Anyway, you look at it, though, there's there's a ton going on. Um, I, I feel like uh, knowing our shared common interest, we'll probably go in depth on the G1. We'll probably go in depth on Dynamite. I feel like uh, WWE main roster and uh, NXT as a show, we can kind of just bounce through things because you're not even watching nxt anymore are you no i am not so. i uh I, I put my uh the foot has spoken the foot is down and until rick boogs yes. aka aaron Boog- eric boogenhagen gets a uh a recurring role on nxt weekly tv i'm not watching and uh, i know that's the most ridiculous thing t- of all the things that wwe has done over the past years for me to to put my foot down over um but that's uh you know it's a personal stand I'm taking I'm I'm aboard the Boogan bus and uh, I'm gonna gonna ride it to whatever station or indie hall uh, <laughs> in Parkville in two years that I end up seeing him <laughs> at and uh, you know declaring this to him and him going uh, you made a big mistake pal I, so I will uh, say that's where we are credit where credit is due Boogenhagen made it through all these cuts so. He did, and he got super ripped in the process. Yes. Um, so you know, I just I just want the guy to succeed, man. Nothing but talent. Need to see the uh, the air guitar and the 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 power metal falsetto on the intro. I gotta have it, baby. Gotta have it. Um, but yeah, I I feel like something we're going to spend the most of the time talking about today, probably thirty minutes or so worth, is uh, Sasha Banks appearing in the Mandalorian season two trailer. What the fuck? <laughs> I know what the hell. What the hell? I mean, I knew she was going to be in it, but I figured I didn't. I didn't hear uh, that. I, I figured small, brief cameo, but she popped up with about the same amount of screen time as fucking Gina Carano did. So, yeah, and uh, she had what appeared to be something similar to a Jedi type robe on. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they showed a glimpse of her when the VO was talking about having to deliver the child to its people who are the Jedi and. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess Sasha might be a thing out of this uh, for for the hardcore Star Wars nerds. By the way, I, I'm now threading the smallest of Venn diagrams right now, which is uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, wrestling nerd, Star Wars ner- nerd, and then also Star Wars nerd enough to know this next bit. Uh, apparently, she's playing Sabine from um, Star Wars Rebels. That's that's the okay. Um, Haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still in Clone Wars, but. Uh, well, uh, You'll be pleased to know that the rumored scuttlebutt is uh, Ahsoka Tano from uh, Clone Wars is popping yeah. up, uh, that, and that's apparently who Rosario Dawson is playing. Oh, okay. All right. There, I can see her pulling that off. There are your rumors for uh, Mandalorian Season 2, which, of course, what you come to the Rough House podcast for. Uh, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> uh, good on Sasha, man. The, the question is, though, is she going to be listed in the cast as Sasha Banks? Therefore, Vinny Mac getting a, getting a taste of that Skrilla, or is this going to be Mercedes Votolando or whatever her name is? Uh, I would hope it would not be the name Sasha Banks, uh, yeah. just so she can uh, she can get her own uh, you know bankroll from this and not not fill uh, Scrooge McDuck's coffers anymore. But <laughs> uh, knowing how Vince McMahon is and his uh, his reach into the world of actual film. I don't know yeah. if I want to say that, but it's it's just the weirdest thing is 
you have two of the most toxic fandoms now coming together. <laughs> so when this happens, when the episode, whichever episode she shows up in, the internet is going to explode. It's going to be it's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it it it. it. Oh man, I, I I gotta be honest. I was already kind of uh, bracing for a a meltdown of the internet when it came to Mandalorian season two because I I, yeah. I I know we hadn't talked about this because of course again uh, this is a wrestling podcast. Why would we talk about Mandalorian on here? But one of the things I noticed dorks. when uh, like the the announcement of the the release date hit because the first yeah. episode hits at the end of October. I saw a lot of people posting on social media or on message boards or whatever, Reddit, where people were like, well, sure hope it's better than season one. And I'm like, what? where did this sentiment that this first season was bad uh, even come from? I remember everybody going, damn, this is good. This is this is, this is good Star Wars. And yeah, I remember everybody, myself included and, and uh, us included, yeah. you as well, raved about the first season. It was. It was different enough, uh, but similar enough in the world of Star Wars to really uh, capture our attention. And of course, Baby Yoda swept the nation. Of course. Um, of so, course. And why wouldn't he? Adorable, uh, the child. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Star Wars fans. I mean, and the same for wrestling fans. We're the worst. I mean, yes. collectively, not you and I specifically, because I think we have pretty mostly level heads about we try. things. We try, you know, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much the wrestling part, but <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not so. Okay, all right, you're right. We we fit in with everybody else. It's, yeah, we do. We, we do. suck. Yes. Thanks for listening, though. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks your for your patronage. I will say, uh, just to to tease the the Patreon a bit, uh, I I got an absolute banger of a roughhouse redo for this week. So uh, okay. So yeah, uh, hop over to the Patreon to check that out. Uh, this we are going to watch one of my all time favorite matches. It's not a very long match, and uh, I'm going to throw down. Is it Alicia Fox versus Melina? You know it. Um, I, I'm going to throw out some, uh, some, some historical knowledge on there. So, uh, if well, you, like... you often do yes. in these matches, yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, hop over to Patreon and, and, and check that out. Speaking of Melina though, Chris, I guess she's coming back to the WWE. If there's anyone that is a difference maker for the WWE, it's definitely Melina. Like, I don't even remember her and her first run. I mean, I know she was with Mercury and Morrison. Yeah, and she did the splits on the hardest part of the ring. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, all, I, that's all I remember. I have I have no idea who this is for, what what needle this is supposed to move. Uh, I, I mean, it's not like AEW was, you know, barking at her to, to try to get her or anything like that. I, I don't no. get it. I don't get it. Anyway, um, high level. Uh, here's what's going on on the two big shows on the hey. raw on the raw side of things. Oscar uh, defended her raw women's title uh, against Mickey James in a match that had the weirdest ending ever because Mickey James that. sold so well she looked legit knocked out and the ref threw out the match. <laughs> Credit to Mickey James, she did look knocked completely stupid, but apparently she's yeah. totally fine totally aware of what she was doing throughout the match that became a thing but of course this is now building to the feud for clash of champions it's gonna be oscar defending against zelina vega which as we all know is the dream match we've been wanting 
for months and months. <laughs> Has Zelina Vega ever won a match? Not that I can recall, but uh, yeah, okay. she, she popped up after the controversial finish and challenged Asuka for Clash of Champions. Okay. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get are they out of women? Uh, has it, it certainly seems that way. Wh- what about uh, a Ruby Riot? When's the last time she got a title shot? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Liv yeah. Morgan is there. Mandy Rose apparently is coming over to Raw without yeah, any plans in store. Um, wow, so they broke up Otis and Mandy Rose for well, no reason. Well, let me address first Ruby Riot okay. and Liv Morgan. They're getting a women's tag title shot against uh, okay. the Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler team. Uh, what about uh, Billy Kay or Peyton Royce? Uh, you know what? Great points on both. And I remember them having a really fun two-on-one match with Asuka back in NXT. So y- you would think that it would be a layup. But no, Zelina Vega. What about, uh, well, Naomi Smackdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Carmella the one in those vignettes that they keep teasing? That is the belief, yes. Okay, because Carmella's been MIA for a bit. Um, you know, slumming it with Corey Graves at home, I guess. Ooh. That sounds like a fate worse than death. Um, but yeah, I, it's just Lacey Evans is somewhere. Where's she? Smackdown. Okay. Smackdown had a real bad match this week, too. Uh, it was uh, her and Nikki Cross. It was very bad. Okay. Is this where Alexa Bliss did her crazy eyes thing? And yes. uh, okay. No trance hit Sister Abigail on Lacey Evans. So Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. It's, uh-huh. it's really weird. I, I, I don't get it. But, well, it's spooky season, so people have to yeah, be possessed. It, 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 it's very spooky, very spooky. Um, but uh, <laughs> also on Raw, uh, it, it turned out that the main event for Clash of Champions for the Raw men's title is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match. I have a question for you, Marty. Yes. Has there ever been a good ambulance match? Mm. Mm. Kane versus Shane McMahon, maybe? I think that's the one. I don't even remember. I'll take your word on it. Yeah, I, I think that was that was one that was decent. But that was more because Shane's willing to die a million deaths to get anything over. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think back of ambulance matches past. There was one with Ryback, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, at I some point. Right. I think Kane has been in more than uh, more than a few over the course. I remember John Cena and somebody had one within the past couple of years. Yeah. Maybe they're, that was top of the money gen- the bank truck. I don't know. They're really bad. But the, yeah. the thing that is so weird about this is they keep s- sort of cycling Keith Lee into this angle and storyline. Okay. So the, the whole thing was because Orton got taken out last week by um, – Drew McIntyre. That's why they were making it an ambulance match because they keep injuring each other. But right, and if, because Drew McIntyre spent a whole week in the hospital, and then when Raw went back on the air, drove an ambulance from the hospital to the uh, uh, Amway Center to yes. beat up uh, Randy Orton. Right. Yes. That's the okay. Yes. Got it. But the the thing was, if uh, Keith Lee they, for the main event, it was Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre in a non-title match. If uh, Keith Lee ended up winning said match and mm-hmm. Orton wasn't able to compete, they're going to put Keith Lee in the ambulance match with Drew McIntyre. Okay, so he didn't, so he's not. Well, the match ended in a no contest because Retribution showed up. Okay, 
So what will happen is the match will happen between Orton and McIntyre. Somebody will get tossed in the ambulance, and then Keith Lee will be shown as the driver, drives it out of the arena, and then drives it off a bridge with Randy Orton in the back, hopefully forever. Entirely possible. But the thing that is also frustrating is you have Keith Lee, and yes, he got that one win on Randy Orton, which – Hey, that's that's awesome. That's really cool. Also, they've moved into a singlet now, so he's starting to look more and more like the Keith Lee we know. Okay. Uh, pretty much every other match he's had between his Raw stints so far has been a no contest. And almost universally, he just kind of disappears when when the decisions occur. I don't get it. I okay. really don't get it. I have uh, another question for you. Yes. Why is it pronounced ambulance when it's L A N C E? Should it be ambulance? Just let's just be happy on saying Amberlands. Amberlamps? Yes. Am, am, amber lamps. Am, amber ambulance. Ambulance. I've always oh. said ambulance because I'm Baltimore trash. Ambulance because that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Ambulance. No, no, no disagreement here. Um, I will say uh, another thing worth noting. Um, we did learn kind of a weird rule and regulation. So they had this non-title champion versus champion match on Raw, which was uh, uh, Cesaro and Nakamura against the Street Profits. Okay. um, Which, shock of shocks, is not leading to a match between the two teams at Clash of Champions, because instead they're going to be defending their titles separately. Um, Okay. uh, That allowed them to reintroduce the interbrand... Oh, God, what the hell did they call the thing? Uh, Like, the interbrand... Switcheroo! Oh. Nevertheless, they they did that. But what we've now learned is Raw Underground is something that anyone can go to, regardless of what brand they're on, because Braun Strowman showed up and just beat the crap out of people all show. Okay. And they're building to Braun Strowman versus Dabakato next week. Cool. Yes. On the SmackDown side of things, uh, Sasha Banks had an interview. Which continue- Did she talk about the Mandalorian? She did not, but she did talk Fuck. smack about Bailey. Uh, Sasha was wearing uh, a neck brace, which I thought was kind of cheesy, but she cut a very good promo. Uh, but the best part was Bailey shows up in the middle of this from the Performance Center satellite interview and just beats the crap out of Sasha. So that was really cool. That was really fun. And hopefully uh, uh, Sasha says that um, Bailey's midichlorine counts are too low. So she's <laughs> not eligible to be SmackDown uh, women's champion. I feel like that would be a, a good a good way to address the elephant in the room. The Jedi size elephant in the room. Yeah. No, I, I, I would be the blurg in the room, if you will. Very with you on that. Now, the wampa in the room. Now, the storyline that's very dumb is <laughs> John Morrison in the Miz against Otis. Okay, so, where's Tucker? Uh, well, Tucker still exists, but really the feuds between Miz and Morrison and Otis. So okay. the the whole thing is that uh, Miz worked his magic somehow to get Mandy Rose traded over to Raw. Oh, okay. Trying to to stick it to um, figuratively uh, to, stick it to Otis. To Otis. Okay, all right. Uh, but the the thing that is really weird is. Uh, Otis, who came out and tried to attack the Miz, um, Otis is now being served a lawsuit by the Miz, and the only way that the lawsuit will get thrown out is if Otis forfeits the Money in the Bank briefcase to the Miz. Oh my god, I forgot he still had that thing. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the Miz is going to be Mr. Money in the Bank now? 
I Unless uh, Otis hires a really good attorney? I, I guess so. I guess so. No. Money down. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're still having fun with the main event feud with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso because Roman Reigns and Jey Uso once again faced Sheamus and King Corbin in a Samoan street fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> that was a Samoan street fight. Oh, dear. Marty has a new toy. <laughs> Damn right I do. We're uh, all doomed. <laughs> this time, though, Roman Reigns was actually there for the entire match. Uh, turns out a Samoan street fight is just like a regular street fight, uh, minus the fact that absolutely no one showed up with uh, jeans tucked into their wrestling boots. Which always... Were they wearing, like, uh, the tiki skirt type things that, uh, no. you know, the fire... were they doing fire dances? Did uh did they do a, a haka? Is that what it is? A haka? Uh, unfortunately, a, a haka michinoku. Unfortunately, no haka michinoku uh, was to okay. be found. Um, but did uh, they uh, did they roast a pig? No, no. It, it was really just a, a standard WWE street fight. No coconuts being no coconuts, tossed around. None. Okay. None. But what a, what a waste. I, I agree, but Uso and uh, uh, Reigns ended up winning, and the character bit that was really clever afterwards, Reigns was smiling and, and being super friendly with Jay Uso after the match, and the minute that Jay Uso walked away, Reigns, his face just dropped, and he got super pissed off and was staring at him. So they continued to slow burn that. Look, it's all going to come down to at Clash of Champions that Roman's going to just beat the absolute piss out of Jay Uso. But I, sure. I, I give them credit for actually putting this together well. The uh, the big book of Samoan smiles right now. Uh, whenever Roman smiles, it really throws me off because it is it is jarring. Yes, <laughs> those, yes. Those, those he those looks like Bart Simpson wearing Grandpa Simpson's dentures <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, That's it's, perfect. It's, it's like rough. it's like a, he he invested in chiclets and just uh, was like, okay, I'm gonna get some uh, a grill of chiclets, and here we are. It is it is distracting as hell. It is very distracting. But you know what isn't distracting, Chris? Your soundboard. Well, it's only slightly distracting because guess what, Chris? We're in G1 season. You goddamn right. <laughs> change due to copyright that's right i've got oh, wow. audio drops that was aggressive <laughs> we're in g1 season new japan pro wrestling's annual tournament uh has kicked off as of this weekend we had the first shows from the a block and the b block i've seen the a block show chris you've seen both the a block and the b block show i have and i'm just gonna go ahead and say without having seen night two just off of night one Wrestling's back, Chris. I know they can't <laughs> cheer, but God damn it. Seeing an arena mostly filled with people, yes, they can only clap, but God damn. Like, there, there were moments I was just filled with joy because wrestling felt right and normal and good. And I just want to say, I want to enjoy professional wrestling on the level that Jushin Liger does on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely having a good time. He is having a freaking blast. But, I mean, everyone's throwing out their A game, as one would expect from the G1, but that includes the Young Lions. Like, they're throwing out low-key bangers at the top of the show. 
I've skipped I've skipped the young lion matches. Oh man. Uh, at least at least the the uh Umora Suji match was shockingly good. Okay, cuz it looked like you uh Yoda Suji and uh Clark Connors had a match in night 2 uh, uh that I skipped kid. through. Gabriel kid. Gabriel Clark kid. Connors. Yeah. Damn white guys all look alike. <laughs> it's okay. Let's just jump into uh, the block matches. Night one was, of course, uh, that was uh, Saturday the 19th. Mm-hmm. It was A block, and we kicked it off with Will the Thrill, <laughs> Will Osprey against Yujiro Takahashi. And holy fucking shit, Osprey made Yujiro look good. Yeah, he 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 did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Bill, Billy Ospreay looked uh, big, beefy. Billy is here, and yeah. um, I love the way that the announcers, the Japanese announcers, sold it when he took his ridiculous. It's like part Okada, part Tanahashi, part Omega. He like yes. took three like parts of all three of those over the top jackets and made it into one. Uh, as soon as he took that off, the, the, the announcers Liger Milano and the other guy, uh, were just, Oh, he's big boy now. And, uh, you know, at least that's how I interpreted it. Um, but yeah, the match was, was really good. I noticed also, um, he's just going by the assassin now, not the aerial assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Taking out the aerial side because he's not doing as many flippy do's, but, Considering how beefy he got during quarantine, Duke can still flip and fly. Was, yeah, like, he was he was I, flipping I was around. Shocked. Still looks good. Like I thought, maybe okay, he's gonna do like the standing shooting star or whatever, and it's gonna look a little off because he's got a lot more weight. No, he looked great. Yeah, um, but Osprey ends up winning with a damn fine Stormbreaker and cuts a brief promo afterwards, uh, talking about how. Uh, you know, he was a little nervous coming out because it's been six months since he's wrestled in front of a crowd. But he remembered he's Will Ospreay and uh, G1's all about being the one. And you're looking at the one. In- yeah. And if the one you mean one of the stupidest people outside of the ring you've ever come <laughs> to know, then yes, yes. he's back. Uh, <laughs> not uh, not known for his high IQ is uh, Billy Ospreay. No, no. Very big, very dumb. He He's pure himbo energy coming out of one Will Ospreay. Um, then we rolled on into the next match of the A block, Tai Chi against Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb looking like he dropped some LBs, and you know what? That beard is a nice touch. The, the, the little weirdness yeah. of white in there. Yeah, it looks kind of badass. Yeah, I, I very much <laughs> liked it. Chris, uh, I have a weird confession to make. I think I like Tai Chi. Are you fucking serious? I was just going to say the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I was texting Mark about this yesterday. I'm like, I'm kind of getting on the Tai Chi train now because that match fucking ruled. Tai Chi yeah. brought the fucking heat, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tai Chi's definitely in that Naito realm of he's going to work to you. But yeah, um, yeah I-, I thought this match was super fun. I thought uh, Cobb looked a lot better uh, in this match than he did in last year's G1 because last year's yeah. G1, he seemed a little off. Um, yeah, just, just shows some real promise for Cobb's run here and uh, great work from Tai Chi. Tai Chi ends up winning with the black Mephisto. Yeah. Which is a great name for a move, by the way. Fantastic name for a move. We had a brief intermission and then rolled on into the back three. By the way, love these shows just running like two and a half hours max. Nice and crisp, man. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So we had Minoru Suzuki and big Tom, Tamahiro Ishii. Uh, this was just two guys beating the fuck out of each other, which is exactly what you want. Um, old grumpy man slap fights forever, please. Yeah. Uh, this ruled, this was fantastic. 
Minoru Suzuki, I don't know if this was his best match of the year so far, but it's up there. He keeps saying that. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps after every Suzuki match, like, he keeps saying like that. He's got like four high-end matches so far this year. The the Nagata match during uh the New Japan Cup, uh uh-huh. the Moxley match, and of course the Shingo match uh yeah. Jingu Stadium. Um all great. And then you ha- add this on top of it. I mean, so good. So so good. This this was my banger of the night. Um yeah. I feel like I feel like Suzuki's immortal. Like I, I, I like legitimately like he's just a 55 year old tough ass kicking motherfucker. Like, and he looks like he enjoys it. Um, he's like everything about him, the whole, the whole deal, all of Minoru's, all of murder grandpa Suzuki. I, I am here for he, 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 he's, he's on a pedestal. I worship him. I worship at his place at his palace. And Suzuki ends up winning after which is a KFC. I don't know if you do that. Yeah. Suzuki ends up winning after rolling through a brain buster and hitting a fantastic gotch style pile driver on top yeah. of Ishii. Uh, then we had the return of Jay White as Weasley as ever uh, going against Shigo Takagi. This, this was a match of halves. The first half of the match when they're just doing a straight match, I thought was dope as hell. Yeah. Um, Jay White in the shape of his career right now. Looks great. Uh, and uh, the... The beard, which was an excellent addition, now looks even scragglier and more evil. So I'm all yeah. about it. But then it just turned into, you know, a bullet club a, match, a, a bullet club match. Yeah, we had low blows. <laughs> we had ref distractions. We had uh, bumps, red shoes taking a bump yeah. to the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was overbooked like crazy. Uh, but we had uh, Jay White winning with a Blade Runner on Shingo Takagi. If it was. Just the first half of that match, if it was that type yeah. of match, this would have been a full-on banger. I get it. This is what the Bullet Club does, and uh, from what it sounds like, we saw more of that on night two. Um, and uh, there, there's an interesting bit there, which I, I want to talk about with you uh, when we get to night two. Um, but yeah, Jay White, uh, you know, big win on his first night back in New Japan proper. Yep, a lot of momentum for uh, for the Kiwi guy there. Um, you know, it's a bummer that Shingo had to lose his first match. Yeah, for me personally, because I'll that's forever. That's my that's my that's my that's my beefy boy, my beefy boy Shingo. He's my little boy, my little <laughs> beefy boy. Um, but you know, still plenty of time. You know, he'll pick yeah. up those wins over Yujiro and uh, Jeff Cobb, and I uh, can't wait for the Suzuki match. Plenty of time for Shingo to get that momentum going. But really, at this point. In my opinion, it's Jay White's block to lose. Um, so we'll see because the main event of night number one was, man, they were giving us uh, all, all the biggins on the first nights of the yeah. blocks here. We had Kota Ibushi uh, versus Kazuchika Okada in a uh, rematch from the uh, Wrestle Kingdom night one main event here yes. uh, and multiple other matches. But that was the most recent solos, solo match between them that I can recall. And this was really good. It just, it didn't it didn't get to that level i think i don't know if they were saving some or if that's what the story they were trying to tell uh needed or what but it it was good just not as good as i was hoping i think the problem's the money clip the money clip is not the type of finisher that works (laughs) in the style that we're accustomed to from you know the 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 main events of new japan uh it it, you know you always want that finisher that comes out of nowhere that you know knocks someone on their ass and you have the high impact surprise one two two point nine 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 or one two three win the the money clip being a submission uh, it's like okada doesn't know how to 
how to lock it in where it feels impactful. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I've I've seen some discourse on the web because, of course, there is. Some people are saying Okada's kind of washed. I don't know if that's true or if that's like the story right now. It's it's hard to say because, as you know, everyone's talking about night two, uh, the first night of the B block. There are guys that you think are washed because, well, the story made them washed, and then all of a sudden they yeah. throw out a banger. So yeah. We, we shall see. Nevertheless, Abushi gets the win with the Kamagoye uh, not long after. Right after Obama, yay. Yeah. yeah not long after uh, Okada tried going for uh, uh, Kamagoye yep. as well. Uh, but yeah, hit the uh, the uh, Nakamura Bombaye and then threw his own Kamagoye and cut a promo where he vowed to become God. Not a God. God with a capital G. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yahweh so Abushi. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, he already looks like a god and yes. is a god that I would I would pray to if I prayed. So um so yeah, although I don't think it's it's it's, uh, it's, it's within religious boundaries to have impure thoughts about god. So <laughs> in, in that case, Ibushi as god is a little weird, but yes. you know, it is what it is. And then we rolled on into uh the wee hours. Actually, it wasn't the wee hours this morning. If you watched it uh local time, you could have Watched it from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., which really isn't that terrible. Uh, no, but uh, I didn't want to, yes. so I got up early and watched it today. Yes. So we had the B-Block, <laughs> uh, and it kicked off with Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi. Uh, I, I've seen some people online saying G1 Hashi's in full effect. <laughs> it, you know, he uh, it was much very similar to the opener of Night One between um, Osprey and Yujiro. You had the guy coming back. Uh, you know, the Gaijin coming back uh, with the new ge- new gear. He has like some weird Michael Jackson type thing going on for Juice. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but sure, why not? And then you had uh, your your Yoshihashi who, hey, shit fucker showed up, man. Like yeah. it was it was a pretty, pretty damn good match. Some uh, some hard hit. I love the one move he does where he like um, gets his one foot like he goes for a kick the foot gets caught and then he like spins and does another like spinning kick to the guy's fucking chin that looks really fucking good uh but the match was uh match was good and you know juice obviously picked up a big w here Mm -hmm. as he should have um but yeah i i I enjoyed the match Uh, um what do you think of uh juice's new look I don't I don't know what it is. It's like he's got this black hat. He's got a black uh, black tie, white shirt, black jacket. And it's like sparkly. It's like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't know what the I need some kind of background on it. I don't yeah, even know it's, why it's, he's it's doing this like sparkly blues brothers. It's very weird. Yeah, I, I, I like I like uh, flamboyant uh, streamers, bright color juice Robinson. I got I got uh, I got into that. Yeah, fire so shooting out of the nips. Yeah, he infamously said. Um, For it, we rolled on with uh, Toroyano versus Sonata. As uh, and Yano it came G1 early. One spoiler early, man. It came early. I wasn't expecting it to happen this early. Uh, but you know, Sonata, a new look as well. Yeah. Uh, trimmed up the beard a little bit. Has a new mask that doesn't look. It looks weight. And I know that's the way it's designed, but it's super small on his face. And it looks like he just has a super large head. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it was typical, typically on Ogo. He had the the uh, tape hidden in his uh, knee pad that yeah. the ref uh, that the ref found. He took off the um, uh, turnbuckle pads, and they had like a sword fight with turnbuckle pads at one point. Mm-hmm. And, and then Yano goes goes out because he's getting frustrated. Goes out into the the rampway, takes a chair from the audience, sits down on it, and uh, ref begins his count. Out comes Sonata, uh, beats him down a little bit, tries to put. Uh, who does put Yano in a paradise lock. Yeah. And then Sonata starts to walk back to the ring and then random young lion. I couldn't tell who it was. It may have been a uh, Yamora there uh, pushed Yano out of the paradise lock. So then yes. Sonata's like, the fuck you doing, yeah, bro? Yamora. Yeah. Okay. And then Sonata goes to put uh, Yamora in the paradise lock. And then Yano comes up from behind with more tape and does the old tape the leg together. Mm-hmm. Three legged race thing as the ref was already at like 14. Right. So there was Yano runs back into the ring gets the count out victory over Sonata and just further proves that uh, LIJ is kind of stupid in certain respects <laughs> or just, you know, Yano knows how to get the best of them. I don't want to necessarily call them stupid, <laughs> but kind of stupid. Yeah, kind, kind of stupid, kind of dumb. Uh, then we At had least... a, uh, another brief intermission and came back with Keta versus Hiroki Goto. Uh, Goto has been uh, on record as saying that the G and G1 stands for Goto. Um, if that's true, maybe does not stand for winning for Goto as he uh, drops <laughs> to the returning Kenta uh, in this first B block match for Goto. So uh, Kenta ended up uh, winning. Sounds By like, submission. Yeah. Uh, sounds like it basically was a lot of Kenta stalling from uh, the first half and the second yep. half kind of turned into uh, a straight up banger as uh, yeah. Kenta throwing hard kicks all day, every day. Yeah, Goto just eating those kicks, uh, you know, full fighting spirit style. Uh, it was it was good. There was a lot of uh, a lot of impactful maneuvers, reversals, all the kind of uh, good stuff there. Goto looked uh, looked good. Kenta, you know, I think is going to have a big uh, big tournament, especially in a weaker B block here, mm-hmm. and uh, and picks up the W without a uh, no GTS. Yeah. So, and then uh, we rolled on to Zack Saber Jr. against Evil, the first surprise win of the G One. As ZSJ ends up defeating the former IWGP double champion in OWGP yeah. block action. Uh, Despite there, Dick Togo's best efforts. And, and that's what I wanted to get to. Does it does it strike you? Because, uh, you know, much like on night one, we had the run-ins and that sort of thing this time with Dick Togo. Is the storyline perhaps that the run-ins are not necessarily working as well as they had in the past for the Bullet Club? The story you mean, not yeah. like what's actually happening. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, because Jay White has Gato and uh, uh, Evil has Dick Togo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenta came out alone. Uh, so he's kind of he's still in B.C., but kind of, I guess, on an island by not having a second there. Um, but but yeah, um, I guess, uh, you know, because I'm trying to think of the exact chain of events that happened. I think the turnbuckle was off. And then Evil threw Zack Saber into the op- exposed turnbuckle, but Red Shoes was there. So then Evil bumped Red Shoes into the exposed turnbuckle. Red Shoes goes down. Dick Togo comes in, uh, but ZSJ does his best to fight them both off um, and with some uh, with some fun submission stuff. As as he's just he's fucking quick, man. Yeah, he's so quick in his transition. It's so much fun to watch. Um, but you know, once once Red Shoes gets his uh, bearings back together. 
Uh, ZSJ goes for that really fun, I forget what he calls that pinning combination where he like locks the elbows with his legs and then yeah. pulls the legs over. I don't know what he calls it. I feel like it's got a ridiculously long name yeah. from a post-rock band because that's what he does. And <laughs> I, I love and appreciate it. But as a podcast host, I'm like, what the fuck was the name of that move? I can't remember. It's the, it's the Darren Alburn special. Uh, I don't know. Is that what his name? Darren Alburn something? <laughs> David Alburn? The blur guy? What's his name? <laughs> Damon Alburn. I was right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good for me. Yeah, Cheers. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Anyway, uh, ZSJ well, ends up getting the couldn't win. Couldn't name a single Blur song aside from song two. Sorry. <laughs> and then our main event, uh, again, throwing out the big stars for uh, the main events of the first night. Tetsuya Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi as Tana defies time and God's will. <laughs> and you mean Ibushi? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And pulls out a high key banger. Um, uh, n- no surprise, uh, Uncle Dave on Wrestling Observer Radio this morning was losing his mind at how good this match was. But not just from the Tana side. I mean, he's a he's a full on avowed Tana mark. But yeah. he was just like you know, Naito was on top of his game and everything. What what would you have to say about this match, Chris? Uh, I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, that was it's my my banger of the weekend. Um, it was really really good. I mean, you know the the match started with Tana. You know he I don't know if he was selling or if he's just at that point where every move is constant pain and struggle. Um, maybe he's just that good that he's selling it and really does have more in the tank and he's just been working us the whole time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but to the point where not even about halfway through the match. Nido's on the outside and Tana climbs to the top rope and does a fucking high five flow off the top rope to Nido on the outside. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's night one. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, um, almost gets the count out win. Nido, you know, barely crawls uh, halfway into the ring. And then uh, Tana hits like three dragon screw leg whips in the ropes and then a drop kick to Nido starts a nice fiery comeback. And then, you know, the last 10 minutes in typical New Japan main event fashion is just trading big moves and reversals. And it was fucking fantastic. Both guys, you know, uh, Tana worked over the right knee of Nido for the majority of the match, had him in a cloverleaf for a really long time. Um you know, uh, Naito hit the uh, Gloria, he hit Destino, he had a, a top rope uh, Rana that Naito rolled through for a pinning combination and got a near fallout of. There was a lot of lot of fun, big spots. Um, but at the end, it took a couple Destinos and down goes Tana, uh, your IWGP uh, heavyweight and intercontinental champion, reigns supreme in night number one with a with a big W and a fucking awesome match. Definitely don't miss this one. Yeah, uh, I mean – Honestly, with how relatively short these first two nights have been, it sounds like it's going to be that way for the, the whole tournament. Good. Um, cannot recommend more that just watch these shows. If you want to skip yeah. past Young Lions match, do it. Hey, they're fun matches. Um, but, uh, you know, two great nights to kick off a month of arguably some of the best professional wrestling action you're going to get all year. Um, I will say just so if you're a roughhouse listener and you've never joined new Japan world before a, it's super easy to do. There's even a button to turn the site to English. So yep. jpwworld.com. Um, what I will say is because Japanese subscription services are a little weird is they always bill you on the first of the month. So if you were to, Get yourself a subscription today. You're going to be billed again on October 1st. But don't let that be a reason not to watch it. You will get your $10 worth 
of yeah. kick-ass professional wrestling on these two shows alone. Let alone if you've never sat down and watched New Japan before. You can go back in our archives, listen to Chris and I lose our minds about great shows. Um, but, uh, yeah, just th- this is probably the best time if you want to get into New Japan to get in on the ground floor of something. This is going to be a showcase of why all of these individual wrestlers are some of the best in the world. And you're just going to get... and Yoshihashi. Yeah. And, and there's Yoshihashi. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? It's just a, it's just a great time to watch pro res. So, uh, by all means, please, we could not recommend more, get the new Japan subscription and, uh, join us as we follow G1. Yes, Chris. In more important New Japan news, <laughs> I was finally able to collect a three-star Master Wado Summer Struggle card in New Japan Collection. Uh, so I was very excited about that. Uh, you know, I also picked up a, a two-star regular Master Wado, so I'm very happy about that as well. Also got a three-star Dick Togo. Um, so you know, my my collection is looking really good. If you guys, by any chance, if anybody out there is playing New <laughs> Japan Collection, I'm kind of addicted to it. Uh, we can trade. I got a lot of dupes. So, uh, so holler at your boy. I've been trying to get Marty to play as lo- as long as I've been trying to get him to watch Succession. Uh, I'm <laughs> too. So, you know, it is what it is. It is. What You're it missing is. out on some fun, pal. Uh, I, I'm very sorry. Um, anyway, uh, let's roll on into NXT. <laughs> Thank you, Corey Taylor. That's a that'll wake you up on a fucking Sunday morning. I'm trying to um, choke down some coffee. Jesus. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with this. Yeah, uh, I can tell. So uh, Damian Priest uh, retained the North American title over Timothy Thatcher and actually a really good match. Uh, this okay. was uh, Damian Priest's first defense of the North American title. And we are officially on the road to the next takeover which will be on Sunday, October 4th, which is your boy's date of birth. So thanks for the birthday present, I guess. Um, We're going to determine who will be facing Finn Balor for the NXT world title in a new gimmick match called the Gauntlet Eliminator Aztec Warfare. Yeah, well, I was saying, it's it's Aztec (laughs) Warfare. It's uh, the fray that that Gabe Sapolsky used to do in Evolve, which makes me think Gabe's probably writing the show these days. Uh, but the idea is two wrestlers start in the ring. Every four minutes, another wrestler joins the match. Eliminations via pinfall or submission. And the first three participants are Kushida, Cameron Grimes, and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and I'll be honest, any one of those three would be an interesting pairing with Finn Balor. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, there's some history between Kushida and um, uh, Finn Balor going back to uh, Balor's time as Prince Devitt in New Japan. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, also uh, some history there. I'm not sure. Uh, I think Grimes and Balor have a little feud a couple months ago. They did. Did they I did. imagine that? No, okay. They, they, right. they definitely did. So it'd be cool to see those two throw down again. Uh, also, we're going to have a battle royal uh, on NXT next week for a shot at the women's title. Um, speaking of the women's title, there was a non-title match that kicked off the show. Uh, Io Shirai against Shotzi Blackheart. Probably Shotzi's best match in NXT full stop. Um, Shotzi is actually, in my humble opinion, one of the, the few instances where you can point to the positive nature of the PC. I feel like she's an infinitely better wrestler in NXT than she was prior to coming into it, which you can't say about a lot of folks who can't come in there from the indie scene. Um, and she was, she was in tough enough, right? I like, believe I believe she was. Yeah. 
yeah, because I saw like a clip or a photo or something. It was either it was either tough enough or that that uh, PC show that they did, um, yeah, yeah. Breaking Ground or whatever. I couldn't remember which, couldn't tell which one it was from. But uh, but I, I knew she had kind of made a made a name for herself on the indies. Um, right? Am I making that up no, too? She, she had made a name okay. for herself on right. the indies. Um, right. Most prominently, she popped up on that uh evolve 10th anniversary show that yeah. was shown on the network where she basically right. killed herself on a pile of chairs and yeah. that's ultimately hey what got her signed but uh, so yeah. don't believe I don't, know if, that, I, I don't know if you guys knew this but i make up about half the shit i talk about on the show i i really <laughs> i'm really not knowledgeable in this realm i have zero qualifications to be to to be doing this show so hey i i i try to bring some knowledge but every now and then i get confused with old stuff and new nevertheless let's wrap up the show with dynamite <laughs> I've got sound drops for everything, Chris. Uh, can you uh, can you can you find a clean uh, audio of the Cody Rhodes "fuck on me" uh, drop? I, can we I, get that? I am willing to get as many drops as you want, okay. bud. All right. Uh, so Dynamite was a hell of a show this week, and the thing to me that is most interesting is, for as good as it was, all of the top guys that you think of when you think of AEW, um, when you think of no, there was no Cody. Uh, mm-hmm. Omega did a commentary, commentary. spot. Yep. Uh, Mox did a promo. Uh, the Bucks showed up briefly at the top of the show. It was all like B tier guys. I mean, even Brody Lee wasn't on the show. Mm-hmm. So f- for this show to be as good as it was with technically none of the quote unquote stars, like real surprising how great it was. The roster is deep. And, you know, uh, it was there was some some good matches, some great ridiculousness, uh, promos build. It was it was a really well-rounded, well-spaced out, timed show like everything. Everything really was smooth. It was it was a very smooth production here. Um, And, you know, it was good storytelling and and good matches. So uh, it it started off uh, Jurassic Express already in the ring for a tag match with FTR non-title match. Uh, They're going through their introductions and out come the Young Bucks who are not a part of this match, not a part of anything. They get into the ring kind of you know look around a little bit and then uh super kick party to new ref with the weird hair i forget his name i I, I forget his name as well but yeah it's super kick the ref then the camera follows him back to the back um i think it was matt jackson who pulls out a a stack of bills for the presumed five thousand dollar fine they throw it in the face of uh, Tony Khan, who's in Gorilla, yeah. and uh, they shit talk FTR for a few seconds, but then that was it. That's all we saw the Bucks. They came in, they did their thing, and they left. And then uh, FTR and Jurassic Express just went on to have a banger with uh, Paul Turner now subbing in his ref. Um, Jurassic Express might be the perfect opponents of all teams uh, for FTR on the AEW roster. Yeah, and you know we were texting about this as I was watching it yesterday. Uh, I, I really enjoy seeing Jurassic Express and seeing them every week, but I'm kind of sick of them losing. Uh, like I know you know they weren't going to be the ones to beat FTR here. They're, the, the, FTR's first loss is going to happen, and it's going to be a big deal. It'll be a main event match or something like that. Um, but it's you know the the guys are so good and talented and over. 
as as good as the match was, was there another tag team that could have filled that uh, position just as well? Uh, Joey and Sonny? Yeah. You know, maybe sure. Reynolds and Silver? Uh, you know, there, there are other tag teams that could have eaten the loss there. And I think they're still on the positive in terms of their win-loss record for 2020. But still, I, I want to see them, you know, get some momentum going here. Um, it's just a little frustrating. Uh, but the match was really good. Uh, FTR doing what FTR does um, and all kinds of crazy spots from uh, from Jurassic Express here. I, I really don't have complaints about the match proper, just of the overall booking of Jurassic Express. I just want, I want, I want more. I kind of want them to be taken a little more seriously as yeah. uh, as contenders here um and, but and i will give credit that yes jurassic express lost but it was with double interference you know with, yeah. with ftr and telly blanchard all kind of you know working things to to get jungle boy pinned so yeah. i get it it, it, it was a protected finish, but I'm with you. I, w- I want to see these guys start threading together wins and, and, you know, become really, you know, the force that their fandom indicates them to be because people love this duo. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's worthwhile. We went to the back as Alex Marvez was standing over a knocked out Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy was selling his knee. Private Party said they were about to talk strategy for the match. Um, that they had coming up with Hager and Jericho when they found Matt knocked out. Jericho and Hager uh, walked in. Jericho had his bat Floyd and uh, was like, oh. A new terrible shiny jacket, yes. too. Yes, very true. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I hope they don't have to amputate your leg, da, da, da. The indication was definitely that Chris Jericho attacked Matt Hardy. Yeah. Here's the one thing about this angle that frustrated me. At no point did anyone go, Hey, Matt, did you see who hit you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could have settled a lot of it. Even if he said no, then it's like, okay, well, now, right. now we need to find out who did it. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like we never found out who attacked um, uh, uh, Kenta or what was Hideo Tommy in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the origins of the NXT parking lot being the most dangerous place in pro wrestling. Yes. So then we had Kenny Omega join the commentary desk. As we had a really damn good singles match between Hangman Page and Frankie Kazarian. Um, both guys really just went balls out on this one. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the stronger Kazarian matches. It, it's definitely up there with that random Mox match. match he had with Mox. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page looked great, and Page ended up winning with a buckshot lariat. Uh, the one bit that I thought was interesting in terms of storytelling was uh, during the commentary. Um, Tony Schiavone mentioned to Kenny Omega that originally the match was booked as a rematch of the first AEW tag champions, first two AEW tag team champions with Omega and Page versus SCU and Omega bowed out of the match. So yeah. they're definitely p- playing the uh, awkward X's storyline with uh, Omega and Page, complete with Omega leaving the ring uh, before uh, or leaving the ringside area before. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page could even notice. So very interesting yeah, there. Yeah, the, and the fact they also mentioned that um, uh, despite losing the titles, they're still like the number two ranked tag team in the division. And Kenny's like, oh, that's nice, but I'm focusing on singles now. So he's definitely uh, brushing off the the tag team in every, every way possible here, leading to the eventual collision, uh, which may happen to full gear. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we, see. We, we shall see. 
Um, we had a video package hyping the parking lot fight, which would be your main event of the evening. MJF very quickly squashed Sean Dean, basically thumbed to the eye and hit the salt of the earth arm bar. Uh, Sean Dean tapped out, and MJF cut a very quick promo talking about how he's honest. He had Justin Roberts introduce him as the undefeated, undisputed, uncrowned champion. Uh, also fire Justin Roberts. Yes, fire Justin Roberts. Hashtag fire Justin Roberts. And he said, you know, it feels like uh, if you want to get any attention in this company, you got to join a group. you got to join a stable. And uh, MJF basically hinting he's going to be joining a group or building one of his own very soon. It'll be interesting. Who do you think? Uh, I'd imagine he'd build his own because he's not one to be to share any kind of spotlight. I could see him building his own. I also could see him and FTR getting along real well. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. As long as Sean Spears isn't anywhere involved, we'll be okay. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm very much with you. Or Matt Cardona. Yes. Please God, no Matt Cardona. <laughs> um, Taz did his fun video promo where he breaks down someone's offense, and basically it was just him giving a verbal blowjob to Ricky Starks for two and a half. Ricky Stocks. Talking about how he's going to beat up Dobby Dobby Allen. Yes. Um. As I've said this multiple times, Taz. If you want Dobby Allen to go away, you just got to give him a pair of socks. And yeah, he'll be free and out. he'll go. He'll go out on his own. Yeah, it'll he, be quite all right. He's completely gone at that point. Uh, Eddie <laughs> Kingston was in the ring with his stable and explained he never lost Casino Battle Royale. He said his group isn't a faction or a stable; they're a family. He says, you know, sometimes after families fight, they go to dinner, but this family, they celebrate with violence. So uh, Butcher and Blade pulled uh, a bunch of the face jobbers out of the face side of the ring. And uh, it was just Butcher, Blade, and the Lucha Bros beating the crap out of random guys. He said, yeah. next, Blade, it's time to get your house in order. So it sounds like they're finally going to address the Blade and Bunny thing. Okay. And then, then they were, or are, are they shoot married? Uh, shoot married. Okay, still, I didn't know if like the breakup on screen had to do with the breakup off screen or whatever. It was just kind of she disappeared for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I um, gotcha. Then we had and Chris when, Jericho when, yeah. and Jake Hager against Private Party. Uh, another Hager-Jericho match where even though they won, they were clearly putting over the other team. And Jericho in particular seemed to be putting over Mark Quinn. Yeah. Um, very, very good match. Uh, Isaiah Casty is leaps and bounds better than when he started um yes he is getting just so good uh in terms of you know timing timing his moments of being beat down and go for the hot tag to quinn and, and everything he's he's really turning into a hell of a tag wrestler um, yeah it was a fun match yeah very fun match uh jericho and hager end up going over um and they continue their run uh up the tag division uh rankings then they did a promo talking about Late Night Dynamite, which will be on um, Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Tuesday night after, after NBA, NBA Inside, whatever. Yeah, and a uh, very interesting lineup for that. It, it's c- kind of a glorified dark show. Yeah. But uh, Scorpio Sky versus Ben Carter, who is one of arguably the better unsigned guys on the indies right now. Anna Jay versus Brandy Rhodes, which is big for storytelling. And yep. Matt Seidel versus Sean Spears is the main event. What's interesting to me, uh, so apparently Matt Seidel has not signed a deal anywhere because he's working New Japan and he's yes. also working Dynamite at the same time, at, which at, well, not, not or AEW. Japan, uh, he's working um, Ring of Honor uh, in addition to AEW right now. Ring of Honor. OK, that's what it was. didn't he show up on New Japan Strong? 
uh, Seidel? Yeah. Uh, you know, or am I losing my mind? Am I making I that up? I, I don't re- recall that, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but no, yeah. you're probably right. I forget things. Um, it, it is definitely interesting. I, I, you know what? A little sidebar. Uh, I watched the first episode of the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. Th- yeah, how was? They're doing really good. The the okay. presentation of it is stellar. I mean, the opening's a little weird because Quinn McKay, however they mic'd her, it's full ASMR as she's breaking oh. down the fucking uh, <laughs> pure title rules. But it's full on sports presentation to the point where like they have on screen graphics counting how many rope breaks each guy has left. And okay. Talking about like because it was all filmed here in Baltimore. Uh, where in Baltimore? Do we know where exactly? It was not clear to me by the the setup where the okay. venue was. Um, that that isn't to say that someone else watching it, you know, couldn't tell you what it is. But personally, I I could not recognize it. Uh, Don't they have a dojo in Baltimore, or is that they? I believe they do have a school in Baltimore, so it's possible they filmed there. Uh, okay. But like, they were doing really interesting things where like. Um, because the two matches were Dalton Castle versus Jay Lethal and okay. uh, Wheeler Utah versus um, Gresham. Gresham. Yeah. Um, but they did a thing where they were talking about like Jay Lethal's winning percentage in Baltimore, oh, which okay. was just like, okay, that's, that's a fun little thing to add. Yeah. Um, according to what I was uh, reading about the, the setup for that show, they've recently brought someone on to the staff for ring of honor who used to do the presentation for the Washington football team. So he's adding that sports flair to, you know, the presentation of the product. Uh, It was arguably the most interesting thing I've seen from ring of honor in years. Okay. Well, that's it's good comeback free on, on uh, fight TV. Oh, okay. Um, so if, I didn't know that. Yeah. If, if you're at all interested, you can watch uh, the show. I will say there are some horrific, definitely trying to separate money from old folks commercials uh, <laughs> on the show. But beyond that, um, very enjoyable. And the matches ran like 10 minutes or so. So it's not like uh, a super time suck, but okay. uh, I, I commend what they're doing. Um, nevertheless, back to dynamite. Uh, we had for the NWA Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa defending against Ivalice. And I really didn't notice anything weird until someone pointed it out. But uh, once, you know, it's like the FedEx era. Once it's pointed out, you couldn't help but notice it. Yeah. Ivalice was sandbagging the fuck out of Thunder Rosa. And she got some receipts for it, too, because yeah. I, I watched this after I had heard about this. So I was yeah. paying extra attention and like some of the slaps at the beginning and, and some of the some of the moves you could tell, like these two do not like each other. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, maybe it stems back to Lucha Underground days. I mean, they were both does. they were um, both there. I can't remember much between the two i mean evilly spent the last part most of the last couple seasons injured and out so i don't i don't remember storyline wise or it could have been something backstage who knows um but yeah definitely definitely some bad blood there um but you know at least evilly uh did the business and uh did the job but the match was i really enjoyed it man thunder rosa fuck man she may be the best thing going right now she's really really good and uh ends up winning with a sick looking tombstone 
yeah. uh, which may harken back to the idea of, um, you know, some some sparks flying in that match. Yeah, but she also I, I, I noticed this as she was doing it. She also took the time before hitting it to make sure that Ivelisse was in a safe position. Absolutely. So even there, even there, that even though there was some uh, some some heat between the two, you know, she's professional enough to still protect the person she's doing this very dangerous move to. So, right, right. Uh, and then after the match, we had a beatdown because Diamante came out to, mm. to help Ivelisse. They beat down uh, Thunder Rosa, but uh, Hikaru Shida was in the crowd. So Shida comes in to uh, to help Thunder Rosa. Shida rocking then, those mom jean shorts. You know what? I was into it. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's just anything Shida does uh, I'm into. But um, it, it, it worked out. And then she handed... Uh, Thunder Rosa back the NWA women's title. Uh, yeah. So maybe we're going to get a match between those two for maybe title versus title or, or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but if I'm Tony Khan, I am I'm texting Billy Corgan like, hey, yeah. man, what's, what's it gonna uh, take, Bill? Yeah, I need because she it, like I can legitimately you her entire twelve thousand dollar a year salary right now. <laughs> yes, seriously. I mean, if I'm Billy Corgan, I wouldn't want to lose her. But, you know. Yeah. If it would allow him to stay afloat for a little bit longer. I'm not yeah. sure how many streams he's getting on a Siamese dream these days, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. I don't, does Darcy get a cut of that? I guess I, she, I guess she uh, does. But she does. It's weird how that works. I, I saw this week that smashing pumpkins have a double album coming out. And I'm just like, I don't know that I can deal with two discs uh, worth of double 2020 Is... smashing pumpkins. Here's a question. Has there ever been, a double album of originals that was just full of bangers. No, the answer is no. Universally, I could say most, let's call it 99.9% of double albums can be reduced to one great album. The only two that, that make it that 0.9 for me. I love the fragile by nine inch nails, but even then I could argue that you can cut that down to one disc. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is Outcast's um, Speaker Box Love Below, which is technically two solo albums. Right. Yeah, fair. But even in that, if I were just to go with the bangers from each one, I could cut it down to an album. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, you know, you think of, you think too, uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, fucking Chili Peppers did one or two double albums. Yeah. You know, Green Day put out three solo albums back to back to back. Like, more is not better, guys. Right, it's, it's, right. it's quality over quantity. You know, and I, I exclude like Metallica's Garage Inc. because the first disc was new covers, the second disc was old covers. Right, and right, right. Obviously, live albums don't count as well. A yeah. Different. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm definitely with you on, on the whole for that. Uh, and besides, uh, I, I think also not to devolve too much into music talk um when those songs kind of get pushed away as b-sides i feel like songs that get pushed away as b-sides get like an extra bump of you know what this is actually pretty good maybe it should yeah. have been on the album versus yeah, i don't right. know why this is on the album <laughs> yeah a hundred percent with you man yeah, yeah it gets a little chip on its shoulder anyway yeah. back to dynamite we had a backstage promo with uh miro and kip sabian uh miro doing some bench presses and basically saying that uh uh, he's gonna throw the best bachelor party for Kip Sabian. So we'll have the to best, see the best that plays out. The best, yes. Jake Roberts and Lance Archer were out for a promo, and uh, Lance Archer Holy beats someone up in the crowd. Shit! What is happening with Jake Roberts' hair? I have no idea. 
Let it go, homie. Yeah. Okay. Didn't Just he, or I, didn't he get implants too? I feel like that's partially implants. Man, the, he should get a fucking refund if that's the yeah, case. Yeah. It is one of the worst comb overs I have ever seen in my life. At this point, just lose everything up top and just go with a skullet at this point. Uh, yeah. It's just and again, Lance Archer proves to us that he doesn't need Jake Roberts because he cut, you know, his portion of the promo was really good as well. I mean, I get that you're kind of trying to give him the rub and having Jake Roberts there might attract some people of the older demographic. But I really I, I, I don't I don't see the need for him at this point. Yes. Yes. Agreed. But Especially because he made Taz look like a child standing next to him. Yes. Um, but this uh, this was all Arch about child. putting over this is all about putting over the six man tag that's gonna be on Dynamite next week. So uh, Jake Roberts basically said he made a deal with a Tasmanian devil as uh, it's gonna be <laughs> yes, Chris. Your older, bolder, fatter son. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had no, to. It's okay. It came to me. It's okay. <laughs> um, so it's gonna be Team Taz of Ricky Starks and Brian Cage joining up with Lance Archer. For that half of the six man tag. Uh, In return for when when Archer wins the title from Moxley, Brian Cage gets the first title shot. That's right. But here comes uh, John Moxley to talk some shit as well. And as he's entering, he gets jumped by fans. But those aren't any fans. That is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. So who pops up with a chair to make the save? The big Willie style, Will Hobbs. Willie fucking Hobbs yeah. coming in. I think he hit Brian Cage with the top of a chair in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. like it hurt well, like a motherfucker. Where, where the average man's neck would be. Yeah. Brian Cage has no neck. It's just, <laughs> just, just traps. That's it. Yeah, the deltoids. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not sure. I don't, I'm not good to muscles. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's going to yeah. be Mox, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allen against Darby. Uh, Archer. Uh, Starks and Cage. Uh, sadly, no shooter, but uh, Moxley Gun's looking good. <laughs> Man. Man, where's Shooter? Come on, is he still in, is still in England? Yeah, he's still uh, in England. Britt Brit Rest is getting back to returning soon, so live from Springfield Penitentiary. So we'll, uh, <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to see some Shooter, shooter soon. So I miss Shooter. Next Wednesday on Dynamite, we have the aforementioned Team Mox versus Team Archer six-man tag. We're going to have Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa against Diamante and Eva Lise. And really uh, kind of a left field match, but I guess it makes sense considering how many big wins this guy's had. Mr. Brody Lee defending the TNT title against Orange Cassidy. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. But then our main event was that parking lot fight. It was a best friends versus Santana and Ortiz. Uh, they set up a, a bunch of cars in the uh, Daly's Place parking lot. Um, they had a bunch of random workers cheering for them the entire time. Uh, best friends there in full-on street fighting gear. Uh, thank you, Trent, for remembering. Yep. Uh, jeans and boots, smart man. Yep. Uh, Santana Ortiz popped up with the dead president's makeup. And, uh, yeah, they just beat the shit out of each other for the remainder of the show. It was a good 20 minutes. Um, you know, they were getting tossed onto uh, uh, hoods and hoods of roofs. And roofs, roofs, and roofs. Trent's back was a bloody mess, as was his eye. Um, yeah, these guys. Beat, <laughs> Trent got banged up. They, they beat the crap out of each other. There were bats. There was doors. There was everything. Um, looked like Santana was going to hit uh, Chuck Taylor with a pipe shot, but all of a sudden, out of a car trunk, here's Orange Cassidy, and he's got a chain wrapped around his hand and hit Santana 
with an orange punch with the chain, which was brilliant. It was, but at the same time, you have your faces cheating here. You know what? It, I, it's I a double standard. Saying. I get what you're saying, but I, I felt like it was deserved. Because they, you know, yep. the, the heels I mean, got their comeuppance. I, I, I know. And I love OC and I love Best Friends. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it would have been better for just the Best Friends to do this on their own. Yeah. Well, your finish was Chuck Taylor hit a pile driver on the hood of a car in Santana. And then Trent hit the crunchy on Ortiz through a door in the bed of a pickup truck. One, two, three. Best Friends win. And who shows up? But it's Sue with her brand new van driving <laughs> the best friends in OC out of the arena. And just before the show ended, Sue flips the bird to proud and powerful, causing the commentators Uh and the fans at home to legitimately crack up. That's a very important thing. Huge pop, huge pop there. Uh, I hope Trent didn't lean back in those seats because his back was fucked beyond belief. Yeah, exactly. That's how you fuck up the, uh, the, the upholstery of your mom's brand new yeah. van by bleeding all, yeah. all over it. But. It's like, make sure you put a towel down, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> but just a tremendous main event. Uh, glad to see Best Friends and Proud and Powerful get that main event push. Um, I mean, yeah, we live it was great. We in a world in 2020 where Chuck Taylor is a main eventer on TNT. And, and he yeah. has a five-star match, according to Dave Meltzer. <laughs> what a yeah. weird fucking world this is. Again, I wouldn't go as far as to put it to five. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, it was it was brutal at times. It was funny at times. It, it struck the good balance there, yeah. um, and that's is right right in my wheelhouse. I I did enjoy it and the ridiculousness of it. Uh, and you know, Sue Sue flipping the bird popped me. That was that was good stuff. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous stuff, and another great show. And now. For the next edition of my soundboard, I'd like to take you to Marty's XFL update of the week. The Rough House podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The WWE Network, $9.99 with a six-month commitment, is committed to you. Not just original WWE, ECW, and WCW programming, but original feature films based off of super popular franchises. That's right, we're giving you Stingblade. Mm-hmm, hiding in the rafters. Mm-hmm, You got face paint on. Black trench coat, scorpion upon chest, face paint. What will the slow country fella do next against the authority? 
I just hang around in the room for a little bit, having potted meat and crackers, hootie crackers. I might fall, this isn't the same one you guys use for Owen, is it? Sting, WWE Legends contract signee, returns triumphantly for an original WWE production. Stingblade on the WWE Network. Y'all not do that, that boy. Mm. Genders are fire. Good. Good guy. Drew McIntyre. GTG, I agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vicky got it. I miss Vicky's ass. We got a big butt. I want to bite her butt. Stingblade on the WWE Network. Available eventually. Mm-hmm. We're running out of money. <laughs>